summer is almost here, so be prepared to manage those food allergies. Here are Pam's and my top three tips to do just that. Welcome to Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with Dr. Alice Hoyt, the podcast about demystifying food allergies, diminishing allergy anxiety, and taking back control. Let's navigate this challenge together with evidence-based information, scientific research, and tried and proven practices. And now, here's your host, board-certified allergist and immunologist specializing in food allergy, Dr. Alice Hoyt. Hello, and welcome to the Food Allergy in Your Kiddo podcast. I am your host, Dr. Alice Hoyt, here today with my wonderful friend and food allergy mama, Pam Lestage. How are you, Pam? I'm good. I'm ready for summer. How are you? Oh my gosh, right? Like it it couldn't come any sooner. I'm very no. happy that summer's here. I'm excited. And I think for a lot of people, kids might already be out, but for some people, kids aren't quite out yet. So, we have a really fun podcast today to talk about how to get ready for end of the school year and we have 3 very tactical, very practical tips, as y'all know, to to get you ready for summer and get a jump on the next school year. Definitely. It's such an important thing to be prepared at the beginning of the school year for all of your allergy needs or medical needs with the school, but it's also is equally important to get all your medications back, have a plan in place for summer, and then start prepping for the next school year. Mm-hmm. You're so right. You're so right. And we've talked offline about our strategies. And so mm-hmm. let's dive right into our three strategies to get ready for summer. The first one and the first one that came to my mind being the allergist is that you want to make sure you get your kiddos medications back from the school. So a lot of <laughs> kiddos have epinephrine auto injectors at school. Don't leave those there, not just because who knows what's going to happen to them, but also you're probably going to need them for activities like camp. Well, and medication is expensive, let's be honest. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to leave anything there. Your kiddo needs it. Yes, it's probably your extra one, but what if it's not? You know, you don't want to leave that up there in a hot classroom, locked up somewhere. So get all of that back from the school. And like Dr. Hoyt said, you can take that medication. And what we like to do is that we have it. And she has like a, my daughter has like a special red pouch. It says medical, um, or medicine. I can't remember what it says, but it says like medicine pouch or something. Mm -hmm. It has her picture on it. And what I do is that I take it from the school. I put it in our cabinet because it's our extra one. And anytime she has a camp, an event, a sleepover, even though she self-carries as well, I always add that into whatever bag she has. Oh, that makes so much sense. So it's something very, very obvious of what Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And it's, it's always the bag that always contains the medication that she always needs to have with her. Yes. And it's the extra one, right? So it's okay to kind of put it away until it's needed for like a camp or, you know, a a day long situation. Um, It's just that extra step of protection, just like it is at school. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. And in thinking about 
going to camps, vacations. I mean, that's that's sort of our our tip number two is to really get prepared for your camps and vacations. And I would love to hear some of your strategies for how you help get your kiddos ready for camps um, regarding food allergy. Once you make that meeting with a school nurse to pick up your medication, you check it out, you make sure everything is right. It's all still up to date. You keep that bag at home ready to go. When you're getting ready for, especially an overnight camp, what my family members have done is that first they call the camp, right? To make sure that it's even feasible to have your food allergy kiddo or restrictions or whatever to be able to be accommodated at that camp, right? Because you don't want to send your Mm -hmm. camp and and not have a plan in place, just like you would do for school, right? You would call the school ahead of time, make sure that there's a plan in place for food, for activities. So then call the camp, make sure all of that is in place, talk to the nurse there, talk to the director there, Mm -hmm. and then make sure that there is a way or that the camp has a way for all of the other campers in the group to know about your kiddo. And I know that Mm -hmm. you have a cool tip for how to do that. Yes, absolutely. So we published recently on the site this really neat sort of, it's called a nice to meet you page. Yeah. And it's a nice way to introduce your kiddo with food allergies. I know a lot of my patients have a little email at the beginning of the school year. They'll email out or on the text me or group me or whatever chatting device platform they use. They have sort of a, this is little Johnny. He has a peanut allergy. Um, If you have any questions, please reach out to me. And depending on the kiddo's age, it, it might be a situation where the school, especially early learning centers, prohibit certain allergens to come in. And we've talked about that on the podcast. Or it might be a situation where it's elementary school or, or high school. And so a kid's food allergy journey is, is going to change as they get older. And how, how they engage with the world around them is also going to change. And so it is important for families to be able to introduce that to other families mm-hmm. um, to help keep your kiddos safe and also so that other families can help make sure that, that your kiddo is included. Um, I've been very impressed and touched by the parents of kiddos in my daughter's preschool class who um, families of, of kiddos that don't have food allergy, there is somebody in the class who has a food allergy. And these other parents are just always trying to be very, very accommodating mm-hmm. to make sure that all the kids can participate. Because I, I think we, as as parents, we always want our, our kids to, to feel included. Absolutely. Um, and so I've just I've always been been touched this school year by by how awesome the families are. Um, but this nice to meet you page is a one pager. It it's sort of it's not an anaphylaxis action plan at all, but it's sort of just a one page. You put your little kiddo's picture on it. It says what they're allergic to, and it also says some of their favorite food, some of their favorite safe snacks. It also has. Um, the parent's name and contact information. Just it's a really friendly way to introduce, hey, so-and-so has a food allergy. Here's some information about it. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we're trying to explain to other parents, we tend to forget like, you know, I can't tell you how many times someone has said, what are her favorite snacks? And it's like, 
I blank mm-hmm. out, you know, yeah. and, and I can't think of them on the top of my head. And so it's just a nice way to take maybe an overwhelming kind of stressful situation, even though you've prepped for this, you know what you need to say to other parents. But the second they ask you, you kind of, you know, are just staring at them like, right. oh, I don't know. And so you just hand it to them. And that way they they don't have to worry about calling you. I can't remember what she said. So it's mm-hmm. all right there. And it's also good, you know, if you have a, a little camper that's staying in an overnight place. And it's just a a good way for them to to not put the kiddo on the spot. And that way you just hand it all out to their friends. You let the camp director or the chaperone do it. Mm -hmm. And it makes them just feel like everybody else. And isn't that, you know, what summer camps and all of this awareness is about, right? It's just to make it feel like everybody else because they are. It's just another medical situation, just like anybody else. Right. No, that's that's exactly right. And I've definitely had patients who who do overnight camps and they do a lot of what you say and that's what I recommend is that they talk with the camp. And really because don't assume right. that oh because so and so went there last summer and so and so has food allergies, don't assume that the processes they have in place are adequate. Um right. ever. No matter yeah. where you are, and that goes right along with schools, especially I, I hear a lot um, about families being surprised that sometimes private schools are not as prepared as they thought. Well, private schools don't always have all the resources that public schools have. So just don't assume that whoever wherever your child is going has protocols in place that are um, that are that are up to speed and um, shout out to codeana.org. We get a lot of um, contacts from camps this time of year trying to help camps stay safe and understand what to do in case of a medical emergency. Um, to, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, and to your point about don't assume that, you know, the camp or the school or wherever is safe, just it, this takes me back to everybody's allergies allergy journey is different. Mm -hmm. And just because little Susie, you know, went to camp but had no problems doesn't mean that the way that they handle their food allergy is the same way that makes you comfortable in handling your food allergy. So just kind of back to camps, whether it's day camp or overnight camp, it's just important to have that open communication with them so that when you leave your child, you leave them just the same way that you leave them at school. You are prepared. You feel comfortable. Your child feels comfortable and they're there to have a good time and not be the kid with a food allergy. And ultimately that is what we want. Hi there. This is Alexis from the Hoyt Institute of Food Allergy. Did you know that the Institute is the official sponsor of the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast? And did you also know that you are now able to connect with Dr. Hoyt directly? That's right. We are now offering Food Allergy office hours for parents. These one-on-one virtual sessions are available for parents all across the country. It's an educational session, not an office visit, where you can ask all of your food allergy questions and finally get answers. It's as comfortable as having a cup of coffee with your bestie. Simply click the link in the show notes to schedule and mention this ad. We are so, so excited to connect with parents across the globe with this new service. Okay, now back to Pam and Dr. Hoyt. You're hitting the nail on the head, Pam. 
And so we've talked about we've talked about <laughs> the the first the first tip is to get your medication back from your school. That's a very like easy one to do. And then I loved your yeah. bonus there of like go ahead and get it ready for whatever you're doing in the summer. Put it in your your very specific bag. Um, and then we talked about camps and vacations. And I also want to um, let everyone know where to go to get that nice to meet you form. You go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and you click on the food allergy toolbox. If you're not already subscribed to our newsletter, go ahead and subscribe and then you'll get the password to the toolbox. And the toolbox has a ton of resources yeah. that we've worked on for years now that are still very, very relevant, very, very, very helpful. And that's where you can get that page and download it. And I also want to remind parents to talk with your allergist about the types of protocols that camps have in place. If, if a camp has some, if, if there's a camp you really want your kiddo to go to, but they, they really need to get a little bit more up to speed on food allergy, then, then ask your allergist what, you know, what is, what does he or she recommend? Send the camp some of these podcast episodes. Send them Food Allergy and Your Kiddo. Send them to codeanna.org. Codeanna can definitely help camps be prepared. With more and more kids having more and more different types of food allergies, we just we need to get this, this evidence-based, accurate information more into society where kids are being taken care of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that brings us to our third tip of how to have an awesome summer. And if you're anything like Pam and myself, we want to be as prepared for what's coming next and it, or after whatever we're doing next. That way we can enjoy whatever it is we're doing. We're planners. And so get a jump start on the upcoming school year. And Pam, you and I talked about some really cool things that that you recommend families do. Definitely. The first thing I do is when I go and get that EpiPen or the medication from the school nurse is that I ask for the forms that are going to be needed for the next school year. So all of the nursing forms, the school forms, the, the emergency action plan that they're going to need signed by your doctor, I go ahead and get all of that because what we do, and it's not what everybody does, but I told you and you were like, why do you do that? Well, let me tell you why. I set up our allergy appointments in the summertime. So my daughter goes to a yearly allergy appointment and I do it every year after the 1st of July. Why the 1st of July? Because at our school district, all of our medications have to be, or all of our um, forms and our prescriptions have to be updated past July 25th, or I'm sorry, June 25th. So I set it in July every year so that I can get our doctor to sign up all our paperwork. Brilliant. Brilliant. He fills out. Yeah. See, aha, look at me go. Um, <laughs> he fills out all of our forms. We, again, have our discussions, whatever our discussions may be. We have a plan of avoidance. That is what we have chosen to do as a family. But that does not mean that we don't go to the allergist every year to hear all of the new information. Yes, I do this podcast with Dr. So I am pretty up to date, but guess what? She's an allergist, but she's not our allergist. So we go to the allergist every year. It's so important. You wouldn't skip your child's well visits every year before school. So don't, don't skip this. It, this is a well visit, you know, going to your allergist is a well visit because it's used to keep your child safe. Whichever plan you choose, 
that's what it's there for. So I get all of my forms. We go to the allergist right before school. So when school starts, I have all of that ready to go. It's all ready to go. So when the school nurse sends us the note, if you have any medications, here's all the stuff. Here's when you need to come to my office. I go, I drop it off. I have my spiel with her that I always, you know, have with nurses and it's easy peasy, ready to go. The other thing that I do. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say how, well, I was just going to say how awesome that is, um, that not only are you going every year, but you're timing in a way that's incredibly beneficial to, to your own time, to you getting those forms completed with your doctor there, as opposed to having them faxed, faxing them back. Um, my patients know that I like to fill out forms with the family right there. Um, or if it's a scenario where that's just not happening, I will talk with the family about, okay, this is what the form says. I'm putting this in your mm-hmm. box. This is why it says this to make sure that everybody is on the same page. And so I love that you are making sure you're going at a time where you can get that really critical information um, because that's the communication between your 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 child's physician and the school. You want that yes. to be accurate. You want to know what's in it. Super duper over communication. The other thing that I really like about that is that even if somebody has a plan of, well, we're not doing oral immunotherapy, we know to avoid this, it's unlikely that it's going to resolve anytime soon, you're still going every year. And I think it's so important for families of kiddos with food allergies, whatever type of food allergy it is, IgE-mediated, non-IgE-mediated, whatever the case Mm -hmm. is to see their allergist at least once a year because we have so many therapies becoming available. There's a Mm -hmm. new therapy approved for eosinophilic esophagitis. We have more and more approaches to immunotherapy for foods. It's it's just um, F-PIEs. We're learning more about how to best manage F-PIEs. So it's just so important to to see your allergist every year. So you're doing such a great (laughs) job. Well, and I want to thank you, but I also want to add to that point that for us, it's also important to go as my child gets older, she'll be 13 soon. It's important for her to mm-hmm. listen to the allergist and to have a conversation with the allergist. And I think going and not being reminded because obviously she doesn't forget that she has an allergy, but to just have a conversation, to have a professional tell her, these are the steps that you're taking. This is why this is okay or not okay. Or, you know, it, it, kind of puts the ball in her court a little bit or starting mm-hmm. to because there's going to come a time Absolutely. where she has to do that on her own. And we've talked about it and we've had podcasts about it. So that's another reason why I like to make sure that she's there, that she's there while he's filling out the forms. Um, but also I wanted to add that in our school district, I don't know about everybody else's, but at some point your child's going to jump from one school to the next, whether it's mm-hmm. from elementary to middle school to high school. And our districts is set up that way. Our districts are set up that way. So I like to, before the end of the school, the current school year is over, I like to make an appointment with that next school mm-hmm. and introduce myself to the principal, to any administration that will take me, um, and to the school nurse because I want them to know who we are, who she is, and 
what our expectations are. I also want to make sure that they know that I'm an involved parent, Mm -hmm. um, that they know that I know what our rights are as food allergy families. Um, And I want to make sure that they have a protocol in place before we step foot into that school. And so if I wait until the first day of school or, you know, the week before when I'm turning in my medication and then I find out there's no protocol in place for an emergency situation, I'm starting out the school year stressed out, right? Mm -hmm. So if you do that before school is over and they say, oh, well, we've never had a kid with food allergies. We don't know what to do. You have all summer to get them Mm -hmm. to code Anna or anybody that will train them to be ready for your kiddo or any other kiddo. So that's definitely my start tip right there over the summer, how to get prepared. That is so important to start early. Always start early. Yeah, Uh, because you can't assume. Just like you said, you cannot assume. No, and schools start preparing for the upcoming school year in the spring of the current or the previous right. school year, right. um, if not sooner, usually right. more in the winter time. Um, that is so important. And in familiarizing the school with your child who has a special health care need is so important to help yes. to help raise awareness and help keep your child safe. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I want to go back to what you were saying about your kiddo being able to have the opportunity to ask questions. Mm -hmm. When a a kid is a kid, being eight is different than being nine, is very different than being 12. And so, I mean, again, you're just hitting the nail on the head about how important it is that kiddos have the opportunity to ask their questions and be reminded of what a food allergy means and increasing the depth of what food allergy means. And I know I love when, when the kids are going through some level of biology to like, I'll actually like draw out what a cell looks like and, and help them sort of think about, oh, well, I'm, I'm learning about cells in class. Oh, and this is what Dr. Hoyt is saying my cells do in my body. And oh, if, if I eat a peanut or egg or whatever the allergy may be like this, this is how this works. The other thing I want to say about that too is the transition of kiddos from the pediatric care model to the adult care model. And that's really what we're talking about here. We're talking about we don't want to wait until a kiddo magically turns 18 and expect them to function as an adult when it comes to their health care unless we as the parents and we as the healthcare providers have been working with them for how to manage it. Okay, what is health insurance? How do you call an insurance company? How do you request a prescription refill from from the pharmacy? Or is there a certain are there certain pharmacies that are on your insurance? Um, what what is a food allergy? What foods are safe? When do I need to carry my EpiPen? If we do not help help them grow then they will not be able to to carry that torch as well. Um, yeah, or for sure. pass the baton, right? Whatever, you know. <laughs> you know when how they creating- do that that race and like the you, relay the, race. The one who's, yes, the one who's <laughs> going to catch the baton has to like has to like start going, right? And so it's the same thing right. with your kiddo like as moms and dads, we're the ones running the race. And then as as they get older, they start to really run alongside us. And then we have to 
to pass that baton and and let them manage it. But if we we can't expect them to just start from literally right. nothing and then just pick up where we were. Um, so we have to work on that transition. For sure. You don't want them to be overwhelmed, mm-hmm. right? When you say, okay, have fun at college, have fun, you know, whatever it is that you're doing after you finish high school and and they essentially turn into adults. You don't want mm-hmm. them, they're already overwhelmed. It may, they may seem like they're excited and happy, but, <laughs> and they are, um, we were, but it's still a huge life change mm-hmm. and adding a medical a medical situation into it, which you're not adding it, it's already there, but giving them that full responsibility is going to be extra overwhelming if you don't prep them now. It's just about setting healthy habits, right? And this is one of them. Going to the doctor yearly is a healthy habit. You're you're hitting the name. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, we started this episode with like, okay, we have these three good tips and here we are with they always go longer than we think, but I know. I but you know what it is know- too. It's it's been a minute since we've done this, so we just have all kinds of good tips that we're oh just like gosh. ready to go. <laughs> They're just coming all out. The tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So I think this was an awesome, awesome episode. And to recap for you, our listener, um, step one get your medication for how to prep for an awesome summer is, is get your medication back from your school. It's a very tactical, practical (laughs) one, but one that we can forget. Um, And then Pam's bonus tip was to put that into a very special bag that you're ready for, for whatever camps, whatever field trips during the summer, whatever you're doing. Um, Step two, Pam, prep for everything that you have going on in the summer. So sleepovers, camps, day camps, if they're getting a summer internship, we didn't talk about that, but just anytime that they're not going to be with you, prep for all of that. Have all of your protocols in place, just like you would in school. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. And then step three, get ready for the next school year. Get a jump on that. And Pam laid out beautifully her strategy um, of talking with the school and getting the forms. And then when she strategically plans her allergist appointment um, so that all of her forms are up to date and that annually her kiddo is is having the conversation that her, her kiddo wants to have with her allergist, um, which is so important. So y'all, and don't forget, go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and go to the toolbox, subscribe to the newsletter, um, get access to that toolbox and get your nice to meet you form. Um, it's just, it, it's just so helpful. A lot of families are finding this really, really, really helpful. It is. It is. It's just a good tool to have. All of those tools are good. So, mm-hmm. and if you have any questions, you know, feel free to use the little contact button mm-hmm. and ask us any questions that you may have that we can answer on the podcast. Yes. I think that's it for today. Pam, awesome episode. Awesome episode. I hope you all have a safe summer and enjoy your kiddos being at home. That's the episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Of course, I'm an allergist, but I'm not your allergist. So talk with your allergist about what you learned on this episode and visit us at foodallergyandyourkiddo.com where you can submit your family's questions. God bless you and God bless your family. (laughs) 